Welcome to Conversations on Public Health, a regular program from the Harvard School of Public Health that explores current issues in the field. Today we're speaking with Rob Van Dam, Assistant Professor in the Department of Nutrition. Van Dam has a keen interest in studying the fuel that makes many of us run, coffee. He has done a number of studies that have explored the health effects of the popular beverage, and today he talks about some of his findings. People love drinking and talking about coffee, but few of us probably know much about its health effects. Tell us about some of your studies. The main focus of my research on coffee uh, has been on coffee and type 2 diabetes. Uh, I started doing that in 2002, and then we uh, found a surprising uh, effect of coffee that high coffee consumption was actually associated with a low risk of type 2 diabetes in the Dutch population. Since then, many studies across the world have followed this up. Uh, and have consistently found an uh, association between higher coffee consumption and a low risk of type 2 diabetes. Uh, interestingly, this association seems to be the same for decaffeinated coffee and caffeinated coffee, suggesting that components other than caffeine may affect uh, the development of type 2 diabetes. Uh, we have also looked at, uh, together with my colleagues, uh, I've also looked at uh, coffee in relation to weight change and coffee in relation to coronary heart disease. Um, and uh, we were interested uh, whether the association between coffee consumption uh, and type 2 diabetes could perhaps be explained by uh, less weight gain in people drinking a lot of coffee. Uh, we did see that people who increased their coffee consumption had a bit of a lower weight gain over 12 years than people who did uh, lower their coffee consumption. But this was only a very small difference of about a, a pound over 12 years. So this seems unlikely to explain uh, the association between coffee consumption and type 2 diabetes. Another thing that's of great interest and has been studied over the decades has been coffee and heart disease. And me and my colleagues uh, Frank Hu and Esther lopez have looked at uh, coffee in relation to coronary heart disease in populations of over 120,000 men and women. We didn't any see any association between coffee consumption and a higher risk of coronary heart disease over 16 to 20 years, suggesting that uh, coffee may be beneficial for type 2 diabetes, uh, seems to have little effect on weight gain and seems to have no pronounced effect on the risk of coronary heart disease. There are hundreds of components in coffee. What are some of the major components and do we know which of these have an effect? Yeah, so the first thing that people think about uh, if they think about coffee is of course the caffeine. And most of the research on the health effects of coffee has focused on caffeine, but increasingly we see that uh, Dozens of other components could, could have substantial health effects. And one of these that has increasingly got interest is chlorogenic acid. It's a phenolic compound in coffee. It has high antioxidant capacity, and it may also uh, decrease the uptake or slow, uh, delay the uptake of glucose in the intestines. So that's a very interesting compound. And in animal studies, we've already seen that uh, this compound can somewhat lower blood glucose levels. So it it's, will be of great interest to take this further and study chlorogenic acid and other components of coffee or the combination thereof in human metabolic studies. And actually, we just started a, a metabolic study in the Netherlands uh, to look at these coffee components in relation to uh, glucose metabolism. What might be some of the broader effects of coffee on people's health? Yeah, that's, that's a very important question because even when coffee uh, may lower the risk of type 2 diabetes, uh, for people's own choices, they have to consider all health effects. Uh, people have been very concerned about potential detrimental effect of coffee on cancer, uh, but further studies and longer and better design studies have not really 
provided for evidence for an effect uh, of coffee on the, on the incidence of cancer. And there may even be a, a protective effect of coffee on liver cancer uh, and generally in liver health and liver cirrhosis. So that, that has to be studied further. But I think uh, the data on coffee and cancer are, are very reassuring. Uh, one of the things that people have been concerned about is also high coffee consumption uh, based on this caffeine in relation to hypertension. Uh, so there may be a weak effect in some susceptible subgroups. So people with hypertension could try replacing caffeinated coffee with decaffeinated coffee. Uh, but, but overall, the, the results that we've gotten in recent years on coffee and health have been largely reassuring. So our message would not be drink more coffee to increase your health, but for people who like their coffee consumption, uh, it seems to be that in general they don't have to be concerned about detrimental health effects. There may be certain subgroups, uh, such as pregnant women, uh, small children, uh, because the feeders and small children are quite uh, sensitive to the effects of caffeine, it's prudent to limit coffee consumption during pregnancy. Uh, and, and some people with specific health conditions may discuss, want to discuss their coffee drinking habits with their physicians. But for general population, coffee can be a very, uh, very good choice in terms of beverages. It has low caloric intake, so unless you load it with a lot of sugar and cream, I think coffee is a, is a good beverage choice. This has been a Harvard School of Public Health production. Please visit us at www.hsph.harvard.edu.